Mm, preach it, Jordan Sparks. Y'all don't even know who that is, most likely, because she was an American Idol winner or runner-up. I think sometimes it's better to be the runner-up in American Idol than to be the winner. Because if you're the winner, I think like you have to sign that record deal with the whoever owns the American Idol, and they like own you forever. But like the second person, isn't it weird how it seems like the second person always, never mind, whatever. Okay, a few months ago, we got on this tangent at work. Okay, sometimes we talk about very constructive things like like service stuff and and where we should go in the future and, and how what's the culture like around things, you know, and how are our kids doing? We talk about really important things. Other times, we talk about the dumbest stuff, okay? We get on these tangents, and we were backstage, and we were doing something really mundane, and we were, like, organizing and cleaning, and we got on the topic of if there was a, like, tournament, a fighting tournament, and the whole staff was involved, the whole fellowship staff would involve, who would win the fight, okay? And we just went through every single matchup imaginable in this, like, battle royale, one on, like, basically, like, a, like, single elimination, knockout tournament. And we, we, like, posted up a few of those possibilities. Maybe saw them on social a couple months ago. It was, like, me versus Sean and Brittany versus Madeline. But we went so much further than that, okay? And we had rules. We had to establish rules to know who would really win. So there was no weapons, okay? This isn't like you bring your pipe wrench and you bring, you know, your chains. And you know, there wasn't like that. It was like no weapons, basically like an MMA, MMA cage, but it was like street fight rules, okay? You didn't have to fight fair completely because there were specific times where we said, I think that person would win if it was like a boxing match, but it's a street fight and that person's got some like, street in them. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of discussions. Now, um, we, we decided to stay on gender lines. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Uh, so we had like some interesting matchups, uh, on the female side. So like hope versus Jenny, I think this is a fascinating matchup. Okay. They're both like the nicest people imaginable on one side, Jenny, her husband's in a cop. I don't think that helps her at all though. On the other side, Jenny, uh, hope did have a kid which I think like in, in, she's got like mama bear instincts now maybe. And like if you birth a child, you're automatically tougher and stronger somehow. It's just how God made you. So I don't know. It'd be a really fascinating matchup. Uh, then we had Britt versus Madeline. That's an interesting ma matchup as well. Uh, I don't know. We, we were really up and down about who would win in that fight. Madeline, uh, Brittany was really hoping that like her street cred because she went to R5 was going to help her really win that fight. I don't know if going to R5 makes you a better fighter, but maybe. I Okay, if we were going outside of staff, I always thought me versus uh, Blaze would be a really interesting fight. We're like the same exact body types. I don't know, like it would just be fascinating, but we decided to stick on staff lines. Okay, so for the guys, uh, Sean versus me, we kind of talked about, but an interesting one would be Sean versus Will, because A, you wouldn't know you would be hard to identify who's winning because you would get them mixed up, for one thing. Um, uh, they both wear glasses, and they'd probably have to lose. The first person to lose their glasses would probably lose. But, like, their body style, shapes, their sizes are all kind of similar to the face, right? But the thing is, is, like, Will's got a sleeper, like, a secret in this one, is that he actually has a ton of MMA and jiu-jitsu training that he doesn't really talk about. And that dude is freakishly strong, and he's got those skills, okay? So... I'm sorry, Sean. We're going to have to give it. He, he fully knows. We're giving it to Will. Uh, and we have these really sweet clean. So we went like here, but we also went like 
the old people in our, on our staff too. Just like funny things. So we've got these really sweet cleaning ladies. Uh, this is Penny and Amanda. I want to make a note. If you leave something lying around here, like if you leave your trash in there, these sweet old people are the ones who clean up after you. So clean up after yourselves, okay? Because they're the sweetest people. But just, just picturing, like these are the nicest people on our staff. Just picturing them just absolutely railing each other, like punching each other in the face. Just boom, just back and forth. I just think that that would be the funniest thing. This is really an issue. This next one right here would be my, my, one of my favorite ones to watch. On the one hand... Tim is much younger, uh, but Pastor actually, like, has boxed before. And I'm pretty sure he knows, like, Taekwondo or something. Like, like that dude's got some, like, sleeper skills, too. But uh, I just don't, like, there's some cardio in fighting involved. And I just don't know. But it would be fascinating to watch. This next one would be really cool, too. Uh, but I think, so, like, Amanda versus Julie. Like, the two worship pastors, right? Um, I don't know. Like, but... I. Highly competitive, like, it, it would be interesting, but I think in the end, the female battle, we, we kind of decided it would be these two right here. It would be Julie versus Madeline. And this is why. Uh, it, this, because they're both highly competitive people. They will not give up, okay? They only want to win. The two most highly competitive people I know in my life are Madeline and Julie. All right, so Julie's got the reach though, right? She's a little bit taller, a little bit longer, but Madeline's got that quickness. And so I kind of picture it ending kind of like this. That's how it's going to end. Just a double knockout. Neither one will give up until, and just like, boom. By the way, they stole that from Dragon Ball Z. I just want you guys to know. Um, I, so, and I think, so the female side, I don't know. I, I really couldn't. It's a toss up there. In the end, I think we'd have to give it to Pastor Will on the guy's side. That's just something that uh, he's got that skill. But, but Pastor Will played football in high school, and he had a lot of concussions. So if one of us could get lucky enough to, like, catch him in the head, right, just right, the temple or something like that, the dude's probably going down, all right? So maybe one of us gets lucky. But this is fun to think about. We spent too long thinking about this. But these are all theoretical fights. But it's not as fun to be in a real fight as it is to, like, have these theoretical Fights, but here's what you need to know is we as Christians, we are actually in a fight, a real fight. You are in a battle. You are in a spiritual battle. That's a fact. Now, you're in a fight. If you didn't know that, you probably aren't winning right now, just to let you know, okay? If you're ignoring the fact that you're in a fight, you're probably going to lose that fight. Let's be honest. That's not a great tactic. If you forget that you're in a fight, then you're not going to win that fight. If you don't believe me when I say you are in a battle, then let me tell you, you're probably not winning that battle. But it's the truth. You are in a fight, whether you like it or not. Now, you're not fighting any person, human, on the planet. You aren't fighting people. First Peter 5 eight makes it so clear who we're fighting. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Your enemy is not your 
big brother. Your enemy is not that guy who annoys you so much in third period. Your enemy is not like the, the governor. Your enemy is not that, that third grade Jimmy who stole your lunch. It's not any of those people. Your great enemy is the devil. And he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to fight, to devour. He's looking for a fight. And when we ask Jesus into our hearts, when we say, God, I make you Lord and, and, and Savior of my life, when we say that, we're kind of poking the lion. He wants to come after us. We're picking a fight in those moments. Now, have you ever wondered why these, why like good things happen to bad people? When I'm saying you're in a fight, but it seems like, well, like bad, so that means some, like you might have things that happen in your life that you're not going to see people who don't know Jesus, those things happening to them. They might live a successful life. It might seem like nothing ever bad happens to them. You might go like, why do good things happen to bad people? At least on the outside, it appears that way. And you want to know why? It's because they are not the enemy of the devil. He isn't trying to hurt them. Why would he? They're not his enemy. They're going to the same place he is. Why would he fight them? The devil only wants to attack his enemies and his enemies are God and all his followers. So we are part of a battle that has been going on since the creation of the world. God's children versus Satan and his demons. Adam and Eve, they get created. And in a short time, Satan is trying to attack them, trying to get them to fall away from God, trying to get them to lose in this life. All of a sudden, Jesus comes in and he fasts for 40 days. The dude is hungry. He is weak. And that's when the devil comes and tries to knock him off, to trick him, to take him out. But this fight that we are in is different than the, you know, the hallway fights you've maybe seen in the middle of school. You know, it's different. It's not fake like WWE. I'm sorry if you didn't know that. It's, it's not like a physical, real fight like you might see in an MMA fight. The Bible tells us exactly what kind of fight we're in. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and, and against all evil spirits in this heavenly place. You are not fighting against flesh and blood. Your enemy is the devil, and he's not flesh and blood. He is an evil ruler and authority of the, the unseen world. He is a mighty power in the dark world, and, and he is an evil spirit in the heavenly places. That is who he is. So you can punch the devil and kick the Satan all you want. You're probably going to miss. You're going to miss. Because it's like a terrible example, like in those movies when like someone is trying to fight the ghost, and, and you know and they throw something at the ghost, and it goes right through them, or they swipe them with the sword, or try and... You know, that's kind of how we're, it's a terrible example, but that's kind of what you have to imagine. You can't fight your spiritual enemy with non-spiritual weapons. You cannot fight a spiritual enemy with flesh and blood weapons. Trying to do that is like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy who's all flashy thinking he has the victory in the bag because he has all the skill in the wrong kind of fight. It doesn't matter what your one rep bench max is, 265. It doesn't matter. 
what the color of belt you have for karate is, white, okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've won a street fight. I definitely haven't, but you ha it doesn't matter, okay? You have to fight fire with fire. Second Corinthians 10, three through four says, we are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. So we've got to fight the right way because attack will come. It's going to come and you have to be ready to, to stand. But the attack of the enemy can be an attack on a couple different fronts. You know, in a battle, it's never to your advantage to have to fight what's in front of you while it's also having to worry about what's fighting, like to, to fight, worry about somebody behind you. It's never a great idea to be fighting along somebody and you're not sure if they're going to fight the person that's in front of you or fight you, right? We've, we've all seen those war movies where somebody's trying to like get around and, and all of a sudden now it's not, you've got to worry about what's in front of you and what's behind you. But our enemy, he's not fighting fair. And he's trying to be able to attack you and knock you out on two different fronts because he's playing for keeps. He's trying to knock you out of this life. His, his job is to steal, is to kill and destroy. And that's his main task for each and every one of us. He fights dirty. So what are these two main areas that he attacks from? Well, simply the first one, an outside fight. Sometimes the fight, the attack comes from the outside. That could be from people who are the devil is just using to attack you, bullies. Maybe it's, it is somebody who's, who's, but it's just a coach, a teacher. Maybe it's the government, someone in there. Maybe, maybe it's sometimes it's parents, a brother and sister. Maybe it's just a mean uncle. I don't know. But, but remember, those times where you feel attacked by those people, the enemy is not people. They're just tools. They're being used. You don't get mad at the bat that hits you in the head. You get mad at the person swinging the bat. But the devil, see, he's hoping. He's hoping that you're going to forget that. Because if you do, then you're going to see the battle as flesh and blood. You're going to see this battle and you're going to go, I am going to go after that person when it should be that spirit. The fight is going to be with that bully, that coach, that parent, and not the devil. And all, all Satan wants is for you to fight the wrong person the wrong way. So let's look at this. Common attacks of the enemy from the outside. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a few of them. So let's just look at them. Common attacks. One is going to be offense. That's simply put. A common attack of the enemy is going to be offense. Someone says something that offends you on accident or on purpose. They say it and you say, I am offended and now I am going to hold a grudge against that person. Another one is just simply hurt. Sometimes people say things that are gonna hurt your feelings, that are gonna cut you deeply emotionally. They're going to hurt you. They're gonna say unkind things. Another one is persecution. This is just a fancy word of bad things. People treat you poorly, treat you badly because you believe in Jesus. Or this last one, I want to call it the lack attack. Sometimes the lack attack is not any person, but it just feels like I never have enough. It seems like I'm always having to throw money in that car. It, it never stays working. It seems like I never have enough money. I never have, it seems like I don't have friends. I get a friend and all of a sudden they just bail on me. It seems like I never have enough necessities for life. It doesn't seem like I have enough time. It's always full. I don't have any time. And so these are common attacks from the outside. Now we have a choice. 
on what our response to these attacks will be. But I think if we were honest and we looked at how would we respond, we would probably respond from a flesh, like in our fleshy bits, right? We would respond in that way. So we're going to call how we would respond the wrong way. We're going to call that the flesh fight. How would we respond to this in the flesh fight? Well, it's going to look like anger and bitterness. Someone says something that offends you. Now I'm angry. Now I'm, now I'm yelling at you. Now we are in a fight. Now I'm going to hold on to some bitterness. Someone hurts you. And rather than moving on, we're going to hold on to unforgiveness. We're going to say, I'm not going to forgive that person until they apologize. I'm not going to forgive that person. And we're going to hold on to unforgiveness. Maybe it is straight up violence. It's saying, I am going to hurt that person physically. They have said things and now we're all right. We are going, it's square up. Okay. It's revenge. They hurt me. I'm going to hurt them. It's they, they offended me, so I'm going to offend them. They treated me poorly, so I'm going to treat them poorly. Or maybe it's just a victim mentality. The lack attack hump happens and you're just like, this is just how it goes for me. And you look like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh and just like, no, 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 no. Okay. It's important to notice, though, how, how these are still not, not all physical responses. Because your, your flesh is not just your physical nature. They're, they are things that we do that are apart from God's mighty weapons. They are soul responses, and your soul is a part of your flesh. You, you can sin in life. You can do something to someone, but you can also sin in your mind, right? So we have, the, we have sort of like our body, soul, and spirit. There's sort of three parts. But the book of Galatians really just separates them into two things. You've got your spirit and you got your flesh. Your spirit is where God lives. That is a holy place that is untouched by sin. And then you got spirit. You've got your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, and you've got your body. Separate those two. And the way you respond can also be in your soul, just still your flesh. So we want to fight the battle the right way. So how do we do it? Okay. So we don't want to do the flesh fight. We don't want to do a soul response. We want to do a spirit response. We are fighting not with flesh and blood, but spirit. And so it looks like this. Bring it to God. Someone offends you. Someone hurts you. Tell on them. Go to God. Say, did you see what they did? Beat them up. I, you know, whatever it is. Pray. And, and telling God is, is praying. Tell God about it. Talk to him about it. Say, God, that hurt me so much. I did not like that they said that. And let him help you minister to you. Another one, a, a spirit response could be a crucial conversation in those moments. Someone offends you rather than just having imaginary angry conversations with them for like a week and then kind of forgetting about it. Rather than just giving them the cold shoulder, any of those things, go to them and say, hey, what you said really rubbed me the wrong way and, and, and I really didn't like it and, and have a crucial conversation with that person. Looks like forgiveness. It's saying, I don't need them to apologize for me to let it go. I'm not saying I trust them necessarily, but I'm just going to let it go. It looks like love, choosing love, choosing grace. Sometimes it's just confidence. We can't let the enemy get us to see the outside attacks and fight them with flesh. We have to use God's mighty weapons. So sometimes the fight is coming from the outside, but other times, and we tend to picture this fight. We tend to picture this fight as us against someone else. That's how you would picture a fight. 
me versus someone else and outside of us. That's true. But sometimes the fight isn't from the outside. It's from the inside. Sometimes the fight is coming from within, from your very own flesh. Now, the devil can attack us on the inside, but I want to make something really clear. Now, now there are a lot of like horrible horror movies that talk about possession. You should not be watching those. They, they are, they are, they are, that is real. Possession is real. People do get possessed by demons and it's not something we should be watching as entertainment. It opens all kinds of doors and gives the devil all sorts of access to our lives. If we're in a fight with him, we don't want it to be easier for him to knock us down. We don't want to make it easier on him by watching that type of stuff. But let me talk about that for a second, okay? Because you can't, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've said, God, I, lead, I make you my leader of my life, you cannot be possessed by a demon. You can't be possessed by, by that. That can't happen to you. Why? Well, let's look at the word possess. If, if I possess something, it's mine. If I have it in my hand, I, I'm pos- I possess something, it means it's mine. You can't be possessed because God already bought you. God bought you with a heavy price, a high price of his, of him. God bought you with his own one and only son dying on a cross for you. He paid the ransom for you. So Jesus, when we say, I make you Lord and Savior of my life, it means he owns you. And the other, and another word for owns is possesses. So you don't have to worry about that. This, but that's your spirit. You cannot be possessed in your spirit. That, that can't happen. But the devil can still attack your soul and your body. He can still attack your mind. And he can attack your thoughts. And he can attack your feelings. And inside attacks look different. They kind of look like this. It looks like guilt and shame. Meaning we're looking through it and we're just going, man, I, man I'm so, I can't believe I did that. I, I'm such a mess up. I'm such a screw up. I keep mess, making mistakes. I just can't do it. It looks like lies. Man, I, I can't believe. I'm just never going to make it. I'm never going to make it. I'm, I'm ugly. I'm not funny. I'm not popular. It looks like temptation. Go ahead, do it. No one's around. No one will know. Just do it. It's fine. Your parents won't find out. Pastors at 40. Who, you're not in church anymore. Just say it. It's going to be fine. Looks like unworthiness. Man, I'm, I'm not worth anything. I'm not worthy of, of love. I'm not worthy of any of those things. It looks like fear. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't know where I'm going to school next year. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to pass that test. I don't know if my parents are going to stay together. It looks like depression where there's no hope. Now, the attack of the enemy on the inside, the truth is the attack on the enemy can be harder. It can be harder to deal with. It can be harder to identify as an attack because it sometimes it feels like you, that you are attacking yourself.
Sometimes it feels like that. And that's just what the enemy wants. He wants us to think that the outside attack is coming from some, just like the enemy wants us to think that the outside attack is coming from some, someone else than him. He wants you to think that the inside attack is an attack that you are doing to yourself, that you are the enemy, that you are what's wrong, that you are the attacker. But just like the outside attacks are him, the inside attacks are still our enemy. Sometimes you're the bat that's swinging at yourself. Because although we are saved, we still live in a messed up and sinful world. And Satan still can get access to our thoughts and our feelings at times. So we see the attack as ourselves, though. And we don't fight the right way our, uh, in our flesh. The flesh fight looks like this, self-hatred. It looks like, I, I, I don't like myself. It looks like avoidance. We know that we should be doing something and instead we avoid it. Numbing and escapism. I'm going to smoke anything, drink anything, do anything to make sure that I don't have to think about that anymore. I, I don't like who I am. And so I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm on a screen. As soon as I wake up, I'm going to be on something because I don't want to be alone by myself. I'm going to play video games until I stay, till I cannot stay awake anymore until my eyes will shut just to make sure that I don't have to sit alone with myself because I don't like myself. It looks like compromise. Well, it's just one little sin. It's just a little bit, you know, like I, uh, God will forgive me. It looks like try harder. Sometimes the flesh response is, I just gotta, just gotta try harder. Just gotta do a little bit better. And when we fight in the flesh, a spiritual battle, we lose. So on this battlefront, we can't use these weapons. We have to use God's weapons, fight spirit with spirit. Zechariah four says it is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's army. So the spirit response in those moments where the fight is inside has to look like, bring it to God. God, I feel ashamed. I feel guilty. I feel afraid. I feel depressed. I feel unworthy. God, this is the, what I'm believing about myself. God, this is the temptation that I'm feeling. We bring it to God. We do exactly what the song Defender said. We worship. We say, uh, all I did was praise. All I did was worship. All I did was bow down. Hallelujah. Your way is so much better, right? That is the exact thing we're talking about is exactly what we're saying there. We've got to read our Bibles because we've got to know what it, is, what it is in there and how we can fight. Because we, the next point is speak the truth. Well, you've got to know what the truth is. And you're not going to find the truth anywhere but in the word of God, because the word of God is truth. And you've got to speak life. Even when the enemy is attacking your mind and telling you things that are not true, are, are not speaking life in your thoughts, you need to speak out. I feel unworthy. I am worthy. I feel afraid. I am made courageous by God. The things you're going through, your thought life, your feelings, the devil can mess with those things if we aren't careful. And when he does, we need to fight the right way. So now what? We've got to do a few things. We've got to get Jesus. Number one is we've got to get Jesus. Colossians 2.15 says, in, the, in this way, he, meaning Jesus, disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Jesus is the goat, okay? He is the greatest of all time. I love that it says that he publicly shamed them, all right? He won and he decided that he was gonna strut about about it, that he was gonna make them look bad, that he was gonna run up the score, that he was going to embarrass them. That's what Jesus did to the enemy that you 
are fighting. And in Romans 8, it says, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? So you've got to get Jesus in this fight. The next one is, I'm going to say, is you need to get friends. Ecclesiastes 4 says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two standing back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So we don't want to get ganged up on. The devil's not going to fight fair. It's going to be him and a demon over here and a demon over here trying, trying to get after you. You need friends. You need friends who will support you. You need friends who are going to fight for you, but that are going to fight for you the right way. If there's someone who hurts you, you do not need to have a friend who's just going to sit there and tr- let you trash talk them and say mean things about them as well. You need a friend who is going to fight the right way for you, that they are going to pray for you. They are going to pray with you. They are going to speak life to you. They are going to speak the truth in love to you. You need the right friends. You've got to get Jesus. You've got to get friends. And the last thing is, is you've just got to get authority. You have to have authority, which means you got to walk with some swagger. You got to know that Jesus equipped you for this battle. I love this verse in Luke 10. It says this, Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Also in the song we sang tonight. Now you understand that I, this is Jesus talking. I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. However, here it is. Your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. That is the true source of your authority. Your confidence in this battle, your victory in this battle, your authority in this battle comes from knowing that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that you are protected, and that you are saved, and that your home forever is in heaven. Heaven is your home. This place is not your home. And until you get to your forever home in heaven, you are in a fight. But you have someone who has your back. You have Jesus on your side. And he has given you his authority. He's equipped you with the right weapons to fight the right way. So in this fight, don't just stick your head in the sand and just try and ignore it. You're not going to win that way. Scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee. He has to. Resist the devil. When the devil's trying to attack you, when he's trying to attack you with outside attacks, when he's trying to attack you on the inside, know that it is him and go after him. Pray to God and, and tattle on the guy. Tell God, he is trying to make me feel ashamed. He is trying to make me feel depressed. God, he sent that person today to speak lies about me and to hurt my feelings. I'm not going to let the enemy win. Fight fire with fire, spirit with spirit. Don't let the enemy get you to fight the wrong things with the wrong weapons. Fight God's way and you're going to see victory in your life. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. And we understand that we're in a fight. And God, we want to win. Oh, we want to win. We want to be victorious. And we thank you, God, that you have given us every mighty weapon of your arsenal that is far greater than our enemies to win this battle, God. And so we want to fight it the right way. So in our moments where we feel attacked, God, let us to know who we are fighting and how we should fight them, God. Be with us, God. And as we open our eyes to this attack, God, we ask for empower, 
We ask that you would be close to us. We ask for the right people to be around us. And we ask for the authority that you have given us, God. And we love you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there. 